Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. I need one, but you're going t-shirt, I will as well. Oh, I'm not going t-shirt. I'm going cut off here. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. You're going. I'm yeah. going to get my sweat on here in about an hour and a half. Yeah. So it's it's all good. I'm an old man who's just trying to get back in shape, people. It's yeah. funny because I'm, I go to this gym, uh, Rammer's Performance, big shout out there. And um, there's all these college kids in there, you know, working out and they're all like buff and they're doing their things. And I'm like, yeah, I used to be like that. <laughs> yeah, used to be. <laughs> I get that one. Behold your future, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. And so uh, today we're talking about a topic called Dines for Dollars. And it's something that Skip and I used to talk about a lot. We haven't done it much lately, but uh, it's the idea that, you know, you want to spend money to make money, but also you need to spend your time in order to make money. It's a, it's a resource. And so I, I have this debate, you know, with people as coming from a corporate world into a the MSP world for consulting. So in the corporate world, we have this cushiness where I can waste my time and it doesn't cost me any money. Mm-hmm. So the yes. stress of a corporate world is a little is different. In the MSP world, if you don't spend your time wisely, you just go out of business. Yep. And so there's this big argument over what should you spend your time on? And the people who want to sell you lots of services and want to sell you lots of books and want to sell you lots of procedures because it makes money because they can hand you this form and they say, follow this for $5,000 or for $50,000 and you will be at OML level layer, level four. Right. And uh, it makes money. It's easy and you will be more efficient. But what if you spent that time that you spent making yourself more operationally efficient so that you could scale? What if you spent that time with your customers, like taking about the lunch? Yeah. What if you uh, spent that time hosting an event that your your clients actually cared about and wanted to go to, like a fair or, or something just fun? And then you, you, you deepen that relationship. And I feel like a lot of the world today, it's, it's you know, we're, we're, we're spending so much time focused on the operations and on the management that we forget why we're in the business in the first place. Yep. Well, growing up, so uh, many people may be able to sympathize with this. Uh, you know, my family was pretty poor. Um, I mean, we didn't struggle to get food on the table, but, you know, there wasn't a lot of extra cash. You're a preacher's kid, man. I, I was. I was a preacher's kid, uh, and you know, my dad. Uh, he would work during the week. He always had something going on. Maybe that's where this serial entrepreneurship has come. Um, <laughs> you know, and he always had something going on. So you know, we always had the bills met, but um, there just wasn't a lot extra there. And I think me, I, I kind of, and so, yes, I, I'm the tight one. I, you know, my kids make fun of me. They say I squeak when I walk, you know, um, it's just that, that, that was kind of where I came from. And so this idea of to be, you know, financially stable or, you know, um, uh, financial success, part of it was not spent, you know, watch, watch your spend and, and be very close on that. And now I, I, this this 
podcast here is not about spending money, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's about spending your money wisely. And, um, you know, one of the really, really eye-opening experiences that I remember was I came out of the corporate world uh, and we had some fantastic staff meetings. I mean, I, I think they were productive. We, we we did a lot in them, but my gosh, they ran for hours sometimes. Yeah. You know, it was on the calendar for an hour, but uh, I mean, at least once a month, we went for three hours in this meeting and we, we talked about all kinds of stuff. We solved problems. It was all good, but I, I come from the corporate world to an MSP and now I've got, um, you know, over half a dozen guys or so uh, that report to me and I call a staff meeting uh, and, you know, we're, we're kind of doing that thing. But there was a point where I looked around the table and I looked at these guys and I go, you know, my billing rate for these guys is about 125 bucks an hour. So every hour that I have them sitting in here at this table, you know, I'm doing the middle math going, wow, uh, maybe we should be doing something more effectively. So it really challenged me to, you know, make my meetings quick uh, and productive and get those guys back out there. And I think we need to, you know, kind of expand that thought process with our clients as well. I mean, it, we're going to have to spend money on our clients. Uh, we're going to have to spend some time, but what is that going to earn you? I mean, what are you going to get back from that? And that's got to be a key part of the equation, not just how much is this going to cost me, whether it's time or resources, but what am I going to get back from this expense? Yeah. And the, the thing you need to make sure is like, not so much, what are you going to get back? But think about, are you spending your time on the right thing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, like we, we, I have seen this happen too many times. It's, it's the story of the workers in the forest and I probably told on the podcast before, so I'm sorry if I've told this again, but it's a famous story of a bunch of people are building a, uh, a bunch of workers are building a road in a forest and uh, they're making great time. And eventually one of the managers climbs a tree to see, you know, how far do they have to go? So he checks the lay of the forest, looks around and goes, oh, crap, we're going in the wrong way and going the wrong direction. And he looks down and the construction worker is like, yeah, but we're making great time. <laughs> and so this is the way I feel about operational maturity. Operational maturity is absolutely necessary. You have to build the road. You have to do it in an efficient way so that if you suddenly have to do a whole bunch, that you're ready to go. And that's just smart business. But are you ready for that yet? Uh, or should you be focusing on something else? Should you be focusing on better uh, employee engagement um, and focus and drive? Do you have a good mission statement? Have you, do you have a, um, a good relationship with your clients? Are you selling them the right things? Are you aligning with them? And that's our whole theme. Obviously, we, mm-hmm. you know. To, ha- to, to hammer everything's a nail. Um, <laughs> we solve all problems through client conversations because that's what yeah. we do. Operational maturity is somebody else's problem. <laughs> but I see so many MSPs have these aha moments where they think, oh my gosh, I have been neglecting my client conversations. And we have people come to the table and say, how do I formulate a client conversation? And how do I script it? How do I make it automatic? I need to automate this. I need these emails that go out automatically that tell my client, like, do you like automated emails? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you know how many I get? (laughs) 
<laughs> and it, it's just going to open the pocket. But if you can sit down with the client and have a genuine conversation, now things are different. And so asking yourself that question, like you can spend all day making your ticket flow improved and it will feel great. Like I love working, like you get into a spreadsheet, you get into that mode. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Any engineer knows stuff about you get into a spreadsheet and you start building this masterpiece. Yes. And it's glorious. Oh yes. And you end up with this, this, this going to do all the formula for you and it's going to do all the math. And every time you do it, it's going to be automatic and you're ready to go, but you're never going to do this thing again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the script you write. Uh, you give us this admin three hours and they'll write a script to solve a five minute issue. Yes. yes. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's just funny that way because we as engineers love our processes and procedures. We love making the lining up the dominoes and making them work. We don't like the messing side. But and it feels almost like a cheat to do the messy side where we walk into a meeting and talk to somebody about their business and say, hey, just tell me about yourself for a while. And it's like, no, no, I need to be working. I need to be solving problems. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. You need to be yeah. doing both. And you need to be doing both well. And I would argue that the client conversation is more important than your operational maturity. Yeah. I would, I'm, I'm going to put that out there and, and let the community come back to me and say, no, no, you're, you're dumb. Like yeah. if you want to stay as a break fix shop, if you want to be the best break fix shop in the nation, sit down and make your operational maturity fantastic, but you're not going to have any clients except and, for the low bid ones. And you're going to win those low bids Yeah, and you're going to become the low bid market. And you better make that your focus. Because that is how you're going to get clients, not through interaction, but through low bid. You're going to undercut everybody and say, we will get the job done. And, and I'm going to walk into that same door and say, I'm going to charge you 20% more, but I'm going to mm -hmm. make your business grow. Let's talk about who that client's going to choose. That's true. I spent five minutes saying one phrase. You spent three years making your MSP more efficient. Yes. yes. Guess who's going to get the job? Yes. And that, that's a, a very brittle place to be. Um, you know, I think, um, was it last week or I don't know, we've got so much going on. You know, I talked about the, the trust that, about going on. Yeah. Well, I talked about the trust that uh, a lot of MSPs build with their customers and it becomes blind trust um, and it's easily broken. Yep. And in the, the pricing model is the same way. I mean, you can win on operational excellence and low cost, but as soon as someone else comes around with a lower cost, you can lose that in a heartbeat. Um, and so I, I agree with what you're saying about operational and strategic focus being more important. Um, and the, the strategic focus being more important than your operational efficiency. Um, and in, in that aspect, I think there's a great parallel to kind of the debate that goes on in a lot of MSPs, you know, uh, wh which is more important sales or service, right? And, you know, of course the engineers think, you know, that we're the most important thing on the planet because, you know, if we weren't there, none of this stuff would work right. Everything, you know, would just, you know, fry and, you know, turn off. And, and to some extent that's true, but, um, and I, I wrestled with this and with my team, uh, and I kind of had to set the expectation with them of, yes, if we had to, 
you know, balance the scales, if we had to put this out there and measure it down to the gram or whatever, sales is going to be more important because without the sales, you're, you're not going to be growing. You're not going to be moving forward. And it doesn't matter how great your service, how great your operation is, it's going to dry up and it's going to leave you in a bad spot. So uh, we do have to focus on this client engagement side uh, to make sure yeah. that our operational success can have a place to be successful. Yeah, that podcast was just like a month or two ago where we talked about sales versus like last week. <laughs> yeah, like it's, um, I need to look it up and see when that was. It's great, great episode. So look it up uh, on our YouTube channel or on our podcast, whichever, you're, however you're consuming this media. <laughs> and the the client engagement part of sales is super important, as Skip said. Like it's more than just going in saying, Hey, we have the lowest price in town. It's going in and telling them a story, listening to their story, incorporating your own and coming up with a product that both of you are excited about. Yeah. And yeah. that is how you get the dollars. That's how, when you walk into an interview process, like if you walk in and you're interviewing for a job, let's say you're an engineer listening to this, you walk in and you go to a job interview, you need to tell your person you're interviewing with how you're going to make them successful how you're going to bring something to the table that they don't have and if it's just your resume fine you're going to compete with everybody else's resume but that's if you right. can tell that's them right. a story of how yep. and this was a recent thing you know we just hired a new sales guy and he he uh he sent us a story of how he was going to help us in the first yep. 90 days and that was really cool and we should be treating our clients that way. Like you walk into a door and say, hey, in the first 90 days, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what we're going to do for you as your MSP. We're going to listen to your business. We're going to see what you're doing. And we're going to build something that is going to augment your staff and make your day easier. We're yeah. not just going to fix your computers. We're going to align with you. And then do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can be operationally mature and do this too. But if your only focus is on being operationally mature and making yourself more efficient, so you close tickets faster, you still give a higher capacity for tickets so that you can have more engineers doing more billable hours. You're not going to have enough billable hours. You're always going to be in firefighting mode and you're always going to be stretched a little thin because you're not selling and you're not dealing with the client engagement, you're not farming your existing clients with client engagement, and you're not going out and prospecting new clients, and they're not attracted to you because you're telling the same them the same thing every other MSP in town is telling them. Yep. Hey, we'll fix well, your computers. And I guess I live my life by analogies. I've kind of known this, but um, back to your hiring deal and analogy there, you know, back when hiring was a bit easier, I don't think it's ever been really easy, but uh, back when it was a bit easier. And if you're looking for an engineer, you know, you put out all these these specs. All right. You know, um, you want someone with, um, you know, a CCNP uh, or they need to have, you know, this uh, suite of Microsoft certifications or whatever. You can put all those things out there. Um, and you'll get, you know, or at one time, you know, you'd get all this, uh, response of, you know, here's the candidates and you could look through those and you could match technical search to technical search. I mean, a CCNP is a CCNP. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just the way it is. But even those guys, would you hire someone 
just based on the fact that they had a CCNP. You're a Cisco shop. You need a Cisco certified network professional. You know, uh, you need to carry that. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, <laughs> you bring that in and no, you wouldn't do that. You would have a conversation. You would want to meet and talk with those people and understand what's important to them. Are they going to be a good fit for your team? Um, you know, do you think your clients are going to like them? You're going to want to have this conversation. There's a flip side to that in your client engagements. Your customers aren't just looking at you because you're charging you know, $2 less per seat uh, in your packaging. And if they are, they're going to be so quick to move away from you uh, to the next guy who's offering $2 less per seat. Yep. So you've got to develop that relationship. You've got to, and it's not easy for us, I don't think. And I say, when I say us, I say engineers, because we like our, our technical screens. We like getting our hands on the keyboard. Um, and sometimes you know, the client engagements is just not, we don't feel it's as productive, but it is, it is productive time. Yeah. The, the sniff test, you know, we, we always call it that because we can't quite quantify. If you're yeah. sitting with this person, do they creep you out a little bit? Yes, <laughs> they're a really absolutely. great engineer. Maybe they've got all the alphabet behind their, their name and you're sitting with them and they kind of, they're kind of creepy, yep. but you yep. know, Given the world I come from, cybersecurity, that's just normal. Like, okay, nope, <laughs> a little bit. There's something weird here. Uh, if you're, uh -huh. you're too normal, what are you hiding? <laughs> and so that's the fun of that world. But um, what we need to do is find those fits. And so with your clients, if you want to change, chase the dollars, uh, what I have seen amongst our, our group of MSPs is the people doing really well are the boutique MSPs. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are some of you who are trying to get up to your OML level. Ugh, I keep tripping over that OML okay. four, operational maturity level level four, and you're trying to get really high so that you can get purchase. Now, if acquisition is your is your hope, then maybe you're onto something. Mm -hmm. But what I see people making money at is being the boutique MSP. Yes, that yes. MSP who caters to a specific set of businesses and does it really well and helps them grow because they know what they're doing. And the reason the boutique MSP works is because whether they're aware of it or not, they're mm -hmm. caring about a business vertical to the point where they understand it. You can do that across multiple verticals, yes. but the boutique MSPs that are focused on doctor's offices or just focused on um, banks, they understand those businesses and what they care about. And that's why they sell really well. Yes. And they have great margins because they can charge a premium because their focus is on doctor's offices. Yep. You can take that same narrative and apply it to all your clients. So imagine instead of being a boutique, you are just, hey, we really care about our clients and we show it by understanding their companies. Mm -hmm. Be a boutique across multiple verticals. Take that mindset of we will learn your business. Maybe create a portfolio for, yep. hey, we know this is a trucking company or it's transportation. And so we know that, and then have somebody do a breakdown. Like if you're walking into a trucking company, here's what they care about. Here is what they want to hear from you. They want to hear about inventory management. They want to hear about warehousing. They want to hear about tracking, fleet management, mm -hmm. mobile, mobile access. These are things that they care about. And then you go to a doctor's office. What do they care about? They care about compliance. They care about ease of use. They care about uptime. 
you know, and you keep going down the list so that you can tell where everybody's focused on and what they want help with. So that way, whoever you walk into feels cared for. And so doing that initial pitch, you're saying, Hey, um, here's what we're going to do for you. We know you're in the medical field. Are you, do you, are you concerned about these things? Mm-hmm. Say, yes, we are. Is there anything else we can add to that list? And they say, well, we really need to figure out how to, how to streamline personnel or how we can, um, you know, automate some of our processes. So we don't have to hire so many backends and say, okay, well, we have a business, we have a BI branch that'll help you with that. Yeah. And well- so you can do that. And you can start getting the premium price for your yes. service. And everybody yes. else who walks in the door is going to look like a chump because they're going to be selling servers and light bulbs. You're going to be selling an experience. Yes. And this is a way for smaller MSPs or people just looking to you know grow their business. Um, you can really dive into some areas where you might feel your competitors have the upper hand or something. All right. So kind of continuing the hiring uh, analogy, um, I had uh, we, we had a posting out for um, it was kind of a level one uh, position for us. But our level ones were not necessarily level one. I mean, a lot of organizations would call that a level two job. Our expectation was, was a little bit higher. And so this kid comes in um, and he's applying for the job. And he has none of the Cisco certifications that, you know, we, we really needed. It was part of our business. And he did have this really cheesy kind of certified degree from some little junior college from somewhere around Cisco devices or whatever. It's, it's basically what got him into the, into the interview. Uh, but he was really honest up front. He said, I've never actually logged in uh, to a Cisco product. All I've done is uh, simulations. All right. So it was an interesting dynamic, but um, he showed up and he asked questions. He asked the right questions about how our business runs, about what the the job would entail and what he really wanted to do and how he thought he could bring some value. Anyway, this kid who had pretty much no IT experience, he got hired uh, because he asked the right questions. He didn't have all of the certifications at the end of his resume, but he did have the right approach. Uh, and he turned out to be one of the best hires I ever make. Uh, yeah. You know, he just, he was fantastic. And I think some of the MSPs out there look at uh, what they do and what they can put on marketing that they don't have, hey, we've got 10,000 endpoints under monitoring. You know, we've got 47 engineers on staff, 24 hours. They don't have all of this big stuff. And so they feel they can't compete in some areas. And I would say, go to those organizations and talk about what your competitors aren't talking about. Talk about their business. Talk about how your organization cannot fix their PCs, but how your organization can help them be successful. Yeah. And that's how you get the dollars. It is. is you know, be what you were meant to be. And that is a technology solutions provider. There we go. Don't be a janitor. If you want to be a janitor, be a janitor. Make that your mission statement. We will be the most efficient operation uh, MSP in the nation. Okay, cool. Uh, have at it. In the meantime, if you want to start making more profit, have better conversations. Use tools that help you have better conversations. Join communities that teach you these things. 
it's one of the oldest things in the book. When you talk about going into business, people talk about join Toastmasters, get into a public speaking group, learn mm -hmm. this stuff because you have to do it. Whether you like listening to yourself or not, listen to yourself speak. It's <laughs> awkward. It's horrible. But hate it. There's reasons why since probably turn of the century, probably before then, people talk about you need to be in these groups because you have to learn to communicate with people. You have to learn how do you sound to your clients? Are you somebody you'd want to do business with? Mm -hmm. And this is the oldest conversation in the book is how to talk to people. You're always in sales and no matter what you do. And if you say, I'm not in sales anymore, I'm in operational efficiency. Now you're getting dimes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And your competitors are going to be getting yep. the dollars because they're having conversations. They're valuing the client and listening to them and putting their needs first. And that is how you make profit people every time, always Very and forever, good. every industry in everywhere you go. Technology is not unique here. It's always about the conversations, always about the human on the other end. Mm hmm. Great conversation, Skip. This fits yep. right into our risk quarter with understanding like where people are not focusing. Part of your risks are unidentified issues. You've been working so hard in one area. You're hardworking people. You're great at what you do, but you've forgotten the focus on the dollars, not on the dimes. And so mm -hmm. I'm hoping this, this conversation inspired people, got them to think about, oh my gosh, am I having, am I focusing on the right thing? Am I focusing on my clients and conversations there? And if I have turned even one of you around, I'll feel like this is a successful podcast. And <laughs> there we go. I like. All that. right, Skip. Uh, you know, t-shirts and cutoffs and uh, workouts. I guess uh, are yeah. on the schedule for later today. So hopefully, you hit the deal. Uh, yeah. I'm going to head out camping this weekend. It's going to be a great time. We'll see everybody next week. All right. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. Also, encourage others who want to see IT transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help. 